Hello everyone, this is Jacob Popio, the producer of The Apex. In this episode, Jan and James sit down and talk about 2020 and our future plans for the rest of 2021. Throughout 2020, Jan encountered a slew of curveballs. From leaving the military after a six plus year career to phasing out of working as an ICU nurse in the middle of a global pandemic. All rooted in the faith that an entrepreneurial dream would manifest into reality. For the rest of 2021, Jan's mission through the Getting It Off My Chest segments is to establish a firm stance on the state of freelancer industry, educate local freelancers and small business owners on ways that the digital market is evolving, and finally, empower and liberate the thousands of talented people around the world striving to make their circles of influence a better place. Tune into this episode to learn about the difference between intention and perception, and how you can use intentional action to change your perception of what's possible in your life. Join us weekly as the Apex Podcast ramps up. We will be providing pieces of advice and insights across a wide range of topics between all three co-founders of Apex Communications Network, along with the monthly long-form interview with our own disruptor host, Mr. John Kuntz. Be sure to subscribe to our YouTube channel for exclusive access to our highlights as well as our favorite pieces of advice. If you want to support us, there are three ways to do so. One is to donate to our cause at www.patreon.com backslash the Apex Podcast. Second, visit our merch line that is proudly partnered with Envision Clothing Company at envisionclothingcompany.com. The final one is completely free. All we ask is if you learn something from this episode or know someone that needs to hear our message, share it with them. Please subscribe and hope this pushes you toward your apex. What up, everybody? This is your boy, John Almasy. And I know you're used to me saying welcome, everybody, to another episode of the Apex Podcast. But we're going to switch it up in 2021. Um, I, you guys have probably noticed that we've taken a little bit of a break from some of the podcasts that we put out. Um, that is because... We have been absolutely hustling like madmen in the behind the scenes. And uh, today I am sitting here with our lead data analyst and SEO specialist, Mr. James Warnkin. What's up? What's up? How's it going? Um, and today we're going to kind of talk about a couple of different things and introduce my segment. So uh, for those of you that have never met me before, my name is Jan Almasy. I am one of the co-founders of Apex Communications Network, where we like to disrupt things in the marketing industry. Um, we don't call ourselves a marketing firm. We're not a brand agency. We're not a social media marketing agency. We are a full service brand strategy firm. And a lot of people ask us what that means, right? And what that means is that we are a team of scrappy innovators that uses a combination of data, design thinking psychology, and cutting edge technology along with storytelling to drive revenue for your business by turning your brand into an experience that brings customers back time and time again. And we came to that premise because of this really, I want to say like visceral gut feeling that I have about something I like to call human centrism. And making sure that when you're approaching the relationship with a consumer of whatever your product is, I don't care if you're B2B, I don't care if you're B2C. I don't like none of that really matters, you know, because in the end, it's really B2P. And I've heard that a couple of different times. I absolutely love that comparison that at the end of the day, if 
not B2B, it's not B2C, it's business to people. And so today, me and James are going to talk about one subsection uh, of this human-centric concept that we utilize here at, at Apex Communications Network. Um, and that is the difference between intention and perception when you're posting things, especially because I absolutely love content. That's what had me fall in love with this industry in the first place. And James, um, as much as he is a data analyst and really more of a data scientist when it comes to SEO and all of the ways that we can help get our clients discovered, he also is super passionate about content. And uh, James, why don't you tell them a little bit about the, uh, the gifts that you've created and, and how that, you know, what the intention was behind that and how it's been perceived thus far. Right. So with the gifts, I kind of just started as like a whim idea that I had because um, I went through the process of getting like an Apple developer license, right, to make a sticker pack extension for the iMessage keyboard. Well, that stemmed and I was like, well, they can only use this in the iMessage keyboard. What can I do to put it out in other places so more people can find and use it? And one of the things that really came out of that was finding Giphy, which is the platform that allows you to make stickers and GIFs that populate on all of the social channels. That includes Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, Snapchat even. Um, and with those GIFs, I just wanted to make something fun, uh, light content that any person could use at any time. And I really just started thinking about like the common terms and the common language and some of that that people are trying to portray in like a, a graphic or an image. So I started making them and one of your favorite sayings is Roger that. So I made a walkie talkie that had like the little speaker and out of it was a speech bubble saying Roger that. And that to date is the biggest gift on our channel with almost 200,000 views alone. In total, we're pushing closer to seven hundred thousand views in just like three and a half months. I was gonna say we. Uh, the beautiful thing is, is you know, when we hired you, right? You were everything that we talked about was seven certifications across different SEOs, you know, and different systems. Google Partner. You're one of the only people, one of two people, right? I think in Star County that's certified in SharpSpring, and so like there's all of these different things, these certifications that you had. And, and one of the things that I remember talking about when we were sitting down first bringing you on board was like, what are you actually passionate about, though? You know, because you can be, and, and for everybody that's listening, you can be passionate about a bunch of different things inside of the jobs that you do, right? So James, for a perfect example, is ex actually extremely passionate about the data side and the SEO side. Um, but there's this alternate passion that we were able to unlock just by asking a question like, what do you like to do? And we found out that creative is one of those things. And now, by unlocking and allowing you to pursue that creative ability, we're looking at, one more time, well, how, many, how many views are we looking at on the gifts? We're pushing close to 700,000. Yeah, so we're going to hit a milli by the end of February. Most definitely. Yeah, probably. Right? And that would have never happened if we weren't intentional. Exactly. Intentional about asking the question and understanding your perception of who you are. Right, and just to like emphasize that like I've only been doing SEO and data for like four years um, what the art side has done is I've been doing that since I was like four or five me and my two brothers would pull up a cartoon on the computer and we'd all sit at the computer desk and draw that cartoon out by hand without tracing without like anything we would try to see who could get the closest to make Spongebob look like Spongebob or make um, 
Finn and Jake from Adventure Time look the most real. And that's where that all kind of started. And as I got older and started like branching out into different mediums and things like that, I eventually got an iPad and started making my own cartoons. And I was doing that on my own just for fun through college. And I knew at a traditional agency, I was never going to be able to do anything with that outside of like personal enjoyment and with apex like you guys kind of more encouraged me to do it and like i did all of the graphics for our website all of those cards that are on there i've done graphics for clients and i'm not a graphic designer i don't call myself that i would never try to sell that as a service on my own but you guys kind of pushed me to continue to practice and refine and get better at it and like I took all the advanced art classes in high school, took one art class in college and didn't really like it. So I've just kind of taken it on my own, like with the SEO, that's all self-taught. So like the two passions I have, like I didn't get out of a classroom. They've mm. naturally come over the 23 years that I've been just exploring and trying different things. Right. And and so that's actually a perfect segue into like exactly because these episodes, for those of you that are listening right now, that these episodes that we put out are are meant to be things that you can really tangibly grab onto and implement in your life, right? Like I really wanted a segment where I just was able to get behind a mic and I've been telling the team since January 1 of 2021 that our mantra is be intentional this year. Right. Last year it was he who hosts the party holds the leverage, but this year it's all about being intentional. And that I have a lot that I need to get off my chest. And that's what I have been saying since the beginning of January. We kind of have been waiting and like developing these podcast segments. Um, and I know that we've been on pause for a little while, but y'all, I'm telling you, you can you can be ready for weekly podcast episodes to return because we're back at it. Um, but one of the big reasons why we picked being intentional for this year is I fundamentally believe that if you are intentional about how you choose to develop yourself over long enough of a period of time, anybody, and listen, I want if you are doubting yourself right now, I want you to listen real close. Anybody can change the perception of themselves given enough resources and enough time. And if you are a person that is in a position that has the ability to influence somebody in a way that may allow them to change their self-perception, it is not just a duty, but a privilege to be able to help that person with their intention. You see, and, and, and I know that it may be a little bit philosophical, it might be a little bit... Uh, you know, ethereal, but that tends to be where my brain goes. That's why we're splitting things up into a couple of different segments. You know, Jacob's going to have his own. RJ is going to do his thing because all three co-founders bring a beautiful mix of skill sets to the table. But I'm curious, James, like when, when we talk about changing the self-perception of yourself, you know, today you just took a client from an initial pitch all the way through sale and invoicing. You know, you led that. You're in any other situation. I doubt that you would have had the ability to do both sales, data analytics, and graphic design, right? Not at all. Right. So, what I'm curious about, and and what I really want to wrap up this last ten minutes of this segment in this conversation, is 
what has it been like? I guess, what things have you noticed about yourself since September when we first started working here? You know, what things have changed because of the way that we have been helping to guide the intention? Has there been a shift in self-perception? Because I feel because I feel like there definitely has been because I'm seeing it as it's as it's growing. Um, but I'm I'm really curious to hear your opinion on it because I I think that there's a lot of people that could probably benefit from what you're gonna have to say. Right, and like the biggest like change or shift was I went from not wanting to be noticed. Like I've told you multiple times, if you try to look me up, you're probably not gonna find me. Yeah, I have a Facebook right. page and a LinkedIn profile. That's it. Yep. There's no Instagrams. There's no Twitters. And I, I really have shifted from wanting to just be like the shadow to wanting to be somebody that can take what I've done or what I've tried to do and been able to accomplish and share that with other people to try to empower them to push. So one of the things like I'm looking into right now is the TikTok, right? And with that, like there's going to be a split because I'm going to try to educate people on how to be sensitive and empathetic towards people with a quote disability. But on the flip of that, I'm going to be trying to connect and build up and empower those people who have a quote disability to break out of their corner or their shell that they've kind of been put in and show people like outside of your disability, you are a person, you have interests, you have hobbies, you have things that you care about. Talk about those. Don't always talk about, how do I do this while being legally blind? So with that shift of going from the shadow to being somebody who's going to share some of the experiences and knowledge that I've been able to get with other people, that's like the biggest one for me. The other side of it, like you said, with the sales, I went from feeling nervous and underselling myself to realizing the worth and the value that I can bring to the table when it comes to helping a business. And I was building sites for like a hundred bucks in college, and like that's unheard of. Yeah, that's that that is the that is the bottom of the hustle right there. Yeah, that is. Yep. So all I was trying to do was get my foot in the door with them. But but to that point, like, and and I'm saying that's the bottom of the barrel, and I don't mean that in a negative way whatsoever. But because I did a whole bunch of stuff for free when I was starting Apex, you know, I literally was at a point where I was willing to pay people to let me interview them. Yeah, and like, like that's just sometimes that's just where you got to start, you know, and and you can't. You can't prove your value in a dollar amount until you can prove your value in experience. Right. And that's one of the problems I think I see in like the younger people coming out of high school and college is they want to jump right in and earn that paycheck. And like you got to put in the work. You have to gain the experience somehow. So take the pay cut. Only make 10 bucks an hour for a year and really refine your craft. And then take that and run with it to the end and and so i'm going to take that and dissect it a little bit right okay. so if if say you have two two options right because i believe that everything in life is a dichotomy everything has at least two options if not more right but there's always a minimum of two that's why our brain has a conscience and it's able to argue with itself um we're one of the only creatures that's capable of doing that right outside i think of maybe like dolphins and i don't know if you're listening and you know what other animals have the ability to be conscious shoot us a message info at chaseapex.com. I'm curious if anybody listening knows what other animals actually have the ability to recognize themselves. Pretty sure dolphins can though. Um, but so, so you said, you know, you started off not wanting to be noticed, 
And then over time, because of exposure and practice, putting yourself in uncomfortable situations, me forcing you to like give me a pitch after 30 seconds of thinking about it over and over and over again, which you hated, by the way. When we first started doing that, I'm pretty sure you wanted to punch me off of the balcony. But over time, you start getting better at it, right? So like if you're, and that's, that's the beautiful journey that describes this point. If you're intentional about learning something, you can change the perception. So the two paths that I kind of squirreled off of, right? First one, you jump right in and you want that paycheck, okay? You might get out of college, you have a degree, or even get out of high school and you go to enter a trade, right? Regardless, you jump right into the workforce, you get a job, and you want the paycheck, you take the higher paying paycheck, you realize that it's something that you enjoy doing, it's functional, but then you get trapped into this life where you're living for the weekend, you don't feel satisfied at work, and then three or four years down the line, you're questioning yourself like, okay, is this actually what I want to do? Is this what I'm passionate about? I have a lot of money in the bank. I may have a house. I have some assets. Like I set myself up well financially, but did you set yourself up well mentally? Right. And so you get to that point, and there's a lot of people that I've noticed um, because I'm 25. So at this point, a lot of my friends have been out of college three, four years. And there's a lot of people that I'm having conversations with that are like, Jan, I don't know what I'm doing. Why am I here? I think 2020 really caused people to shift that, right? Because they forced to work from home. They had to disconnect from the rat race and they started realizing, oh my God, like what is going on? Now, the alter, go ahead. And then I was going to say like the split to that is like you can either take the time while you're in high school or college and explore or you can stick to the book and get that job and then five, ten years down the road, you're just what-ifing everything. Right. And I've talked to so many people that are 30, 40 years old that are business owners, and they're completely switching what they're trying to do at 40. And then me, being 23, I took that time to explore and really learn and like absorb everything going on around me, what, whether I was in Canton or whether I was in Washington, D.C., working cybersecurity. I was absorbing everything. So my actual first job was at the Scurv at Walsh mm-hmm. working in food. And I was like serving food for an hour and then washing dishes for an hour. And I did that for like three months. And I was like, yep, I don't enjoy this. That was fun. <laughs> That's a good experience. Now yeah. I know I can't go get a job at McDonald's or Burger King because I won't enjoy it. So like I took that job going into it knowing that it, it wasn't what I wanted to do forever, but I just wanted the experience. Yeah, you just see. wanted to uh, taste. Like Gary, Gary Vaynerchuk, for anybody that... It knows me, they knows that I'm a very avid Gary V follower, but he he talks about all the time about how your 20s is really meant to be. Go out and try a bunch of different things. And and so something that James touched on right there, that if you're a high school student um, or the parent of a high school student or you're an early college student, shit, I don't, if you're 40 years old, like James said, anybody across the lifespan has the ability to reroute, right? It's never too late. I, yeah. It's never too late to change something. I know my mom went back at 50 years old to get her master's degree in um, teaching and accomplished it, passed all three state board certifications and is now officially a master's degree and then certified um, teacher in the state of Ohio. She set that goal for herself in her 20s, took 18 years off to raise kids, and now 27 years later, she's got her degree. Right, and like... Right? attributing like technology and all of that is like really what makes 
things like that possible the, nowadays. Exactly. So, like, if you were living in the 40s or the 50s and you took a 10, 18 years off of whatever you were trying to do, like, the chances of you being able to go back into that were much smaller than they are now, whereas you can open your computer, go on a job search site, submit applications, and get interviews, even though you haven't done it for 20 years. Right. So, so this is, we got, we got like two or three minutes left and, and I'm going to, I'm going to give you a call to action, right? Every single segment that I record on this episode of my segment, I'm going to give you a call to action at the end because I'm tired of like not telling people what my thoughts are. I'm just going to lay it out there and you take it as it is and, and use it if you want to, you can say I'm a, you know, completely off base, but this is where I'm thinking. So if you are a a student, right? We'll say that you're in the youngest two-thirds of the millennial generation or you're a Gen Z, right? So if you are that person and you're sitting there right now and you're trying to figure out what am I going to do with my life? I don't know what I want to do. I'm having trouble trying to figure this stuff out. And your entire life, you've been told this is where you need to go. You need to do this to be successful. You have to be in this place. If you're not in this place by this time in your life, you're a shit bag. You know, if you haven't accomplished this by this time, um, then you need to do this. Um, go ahead. You're blind. You can't do that. <laughs> right. Exactly. You're blind. You have a quote unquote disability. You're never going to be able to do this. Um, down to like, hey, you want to start a tech company in a small town. That's not going to work. Right. One of the gifts that James made that's also very successful is having a chip on your shoulder. Right. And a lot of people look at having a chip on your shoulder as something that means that you have to be like aggressively relentless in your goals. And I think that that's the wrong way to look at it. If you are that person, understand that the reason why you're feeling the things that you're feeling is because you were raised in a world that was dictated by parents and that were dictated by people that had the perception that you need stability in order to survive, right? Our parents were raised in a world without Google. They were raised in a world like in the 1940s. Our grandparents, my grandpa was born in 1938. If I would tell him I'm leaving a nursing degree with a stable job at the hospital making almost $70,000 a year with full benefits and a 401k to start a business taking pictures and writing blogs, he would, told me, he would have told me I am batshit crazy, right? <laughs> he would have looked at me and been like, Yanishko, Tonea Dobra. That's not good. You should not do that, right? And then my dad, my dad was born in the 50s, right? Grew up in the 50s or in the 60s and 70s is really where he starts to remember life. And at that time, we didn't have access to widespread information like this. If you wanted to go learn something, you had to A, go to a library and B, hope to God that the library had the book that you're looking for, right? So information was harder to access. Now, they have a lot of skill sets and this is a message to you millennials. And I'm speaking, I say you millennials because I am one. Um, don't underestimate older people's ability to teach you the, how to navigate leadership situations because Gen X, baby boomers, boomers, if there is one thing that they are damn good at, it is being loyal and understanding how to run a team, right? They may have a little bit of trouble trying to integrate millennials and Gen Zs into a team because we tend to be a little bit more like, I'm going to do it this way. But that's part of what James said when it's take that $10 an hour and be willing to learn, be willing to understand, be willing to empathize with where they're coming from because they have a lot to offer, all right? And then on the reverse side, if you are a boomer, a baby boomer, or a Gen X, 
a boomer, a burber, burber, a boomer, a baby boomer, or a Gen X, and you're working with a team that has millennials and Gen Zs on it, understand that they are more than likely going to require a lot more nurturing to be loyal to your brand for no other reason than the fact that we were raised with the ability to find any information that we wanted to almost instantaneously, learn anything that we wanted to learn about without having to find a book, without having to pay for a class, because we had Google, because we had the internet. We were able to communicate globally from a very young age. We were able to find information and teach ourselves how to use it at a very young age. I just put out a Facebook post the other day about how millennials between the ages of 25 and 35, we were hard coding HTML into our MySpace pages and our AIMs and our AOL emails as kids. I was like a 10 years old taking HTML code and adding it into AIM so that I could have a flashing background with music that played when you opened up my chat box, right? You start to think about the fact that those are the skills that we were building at 10 years old. It leads to a whole bunch of cool stuff. So understand that you have the ability to turn yourself into whatever you want to become because you have the ability to access information wherever and whenever you want to. So there is literally no, I'm almost cussed. I'm going to start dropping the F-bomb because I'm getting passionate. There is literally no freaking excuse to not go out and learn something new. There is no excuse to not listen to that tiny whisper in your gut that's telling you you're worth something more. I'm telling, in 2021, if there is one thing that I want you to do, if there's, I don't care if you listen to the podcast, I don't care if you follow the blogs, I could give two shits if you care about our gifts. If there is one thing I want you to do, it's look at yourself in the mirror and ask yourself, what do I want? Who do I want to be? And how can I get there? If you can look yourself in the eyes and make that decision and understand, I'm looking at a reflection of a person in the mirror and I have full control over who that person is and who that person has the ability to become, if you can understand that, the world is yours. It may not be today. It may not be tomorrow. But with consistent, intentional action, you'll be able to change the perception of who you are. And the kind of last note on that is I don't come from a very good last name. So perception for me, when I was at a former agency, like we started with a client that my parents had worked for, my dad specifically, and I don't know if there was bad blood with them, but I know that they had a relationship. So one of the things that scared the shit out of me going into working with that client was, are they going to think anything because of my last name? So even if it's something like your last name or who your parents were, who your grandparents were, you can still change that perception, even on those kinds of details, not just what you're doing or what you've done. Oh, yeah. Yeah, if it's not, if it's not your fault, and that's something that I want to make sure that you understand. It is not your fault if the perception of your last name is negative. But I always add these, you know, dichotomous requirements. But, comma, it is your responsibility to change it if you want it to be changed. And so I'm going to end this podcast 
with a quote from the speech that I gave when I graduated college. And I'll make sure that we include the goal cast motivational link um, in the show description. But, but this is what I want you to know. If you're not proud of your last name, go out and prove yourself to the world. Be the one moving forward that generations from now, your grandchildren will listen to the chronicles of your life as a bedtime story. That's it. So until next time, another episode of the Apex Podcast. My name is John Almasy, sitting here with Mr. James Warnkin. And I hope, I pray, that in 2021, you take the time to really understand who you are.